up, everybody? Thanks for joining us for this special mini-series of the podcast where I'm checking in with local businesses to see how they're handling our new reality. Today, I'm joined by the talented Ramses Bugarin. Ramses is an owner and coach at Living Art Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, a jiu-jitsu training facility, facility located in Willowbrook. Welcome to the podcast, Ramses. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. How's it going? It's going well so far. Um, so we'll just dive right in. What is the biggest shift you've had to make? And I've been like waiting to talk to you about this because I feel like gym owners are going to be some of the most um, hardest hit, I guess, right now. Yeah. So uh, we're fortunate that uh, they're, you know, the circumstance of our like uh, situation, our overhead, the amenability of our landlord. Um, our finances that we are pretty sure will survive it. Mm -hmm. um, our situation is okay right now. We're pretty certain we'll survive it, even if it's uh, going to drag on for a long time, which we hope that's not the case. Uh, what a lot of people in our industry industry have been doing is they've been flooding, um, uh, you know, the internet with their online mm -hmm. content, free online content. Uh, you know, live classes and sessions, which uh, I find a little bit um, limited myself. Yeah. Because there's only so much jujitsu related stuff you can do without another person. You know, mm -hmm. the nature of what we do is we're teaching people how to choke each other and break each other's arms and stuff like that. So there's only so much you can do that, right. like without a person or to like a, a body bag or something like that. Um, but being that this, closure is going to be, uh, you know, a lot longer than we initially anticipated. Um, I have started to record more content and put that out stuff that I feel I can get behind stuff that I do on my own, mm. or would find benefit from doing on my own, or I'm using it as an opportunity to break down the minutia of certain positions or concepts that like, if I'm leading a warm up, like that video I posted the other day on Instagram, those set of videos, um, you know, it might look easy and slow or something like that, but um, a lot of people that are beginner students, uh, it won't be intuitive for them. And I'd have to take time to teach them the warm up, and, uh, you know, actually get them to do the moves accurately. And if I put that all on video and put it on the internet, if they're interested, they can break that down for themselves and learn it at home. And they probably are all enthusiastic about doing that because they can't get to the mat. And, uh, you know, what's cool about the jiu-jitsu community is the people that get bitten by the bug mm -hmm. love it. They're right. all about it, you know, and I didn't really realize that going into it. I knew that I would like to teach jiu-jitsu. I knew that I enjoyed doing it myself, but um, I sort of underappreciated how um, taken with it my students would be or... Uh, how much it would affect their lives in a relatively short amount of time of practice. Like uh, Diego, mm -hmm. uh, you remember Diego? He says that he's had like, you know, dreams where and he's waking up and he's choking the pillow and stuff. <laughs> and, or he's like kicking his, his girlfriend or whatever, you know, and he's gotten banished to the floor a couple of times. I hope I'm not outing him or something like that. <laughs> um, so, and uh, I sort of had a little bit of a imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. uh, at the start of this whole, you know, pandemic thing, because I, like I said, before we started recording, oh, everybody started flooding the internet with videos and 
it took me a while uh, to appreciate and a, some input from my current students that they still want to hear from me. They still want to see that sort of stuff and uh, just to actually start recording it and doing it so that uh, people can still scratch the itch when they're not able to get on the mat and to tide them over until we can finally, you know, start training again together. Um, I started talking for a long time. I forgot. No, that's uh, good. So you addressed um, what the biggest shift was and then how you're addressing the shift because so you're putting out that content for your community. And I think what's interesting about that too is like someone like me who's never done jujitsu, I even did the the moves you posted the other day. Like I think just because, you know, I'm getting tired of working out at home now and I have like my go-to resources, but it's nice to mix it up and to try something new. And it gets me out of my head too, like doing something new for everyone gets them out of their head and into their body. So I think that's been really great. And I think you're not alone in the imposter syndrome either. Um, we are getting overwhelmed with online content, but your audience knows you and they trust you and they want to hear from you. So I think continuing to put it out, they have a choice of whether or not to do it. So I think that's great. Um, so how, how is your community responding? Like, did you get any feedback on those videos or anything uh, else? What's good and bad about like uh, the jiu-jitsu community is like, uh, anybody that's like an instructor or mm -hmm. a teacher, you know, uh, they get all sorts of uh, adulation, whether or not they deserve it. <laughs> um, it probably is, you know, like uh, applies to me as well. I did my best to, you know, execute the movements well, explain them well and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But I'm probably only going to get all positive feedback from my people because they're my people and they like me. And I've worked hard to uh, gain that trust and uh, gain their, their trust in me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been positive. Uh, and that's nice to hear that you found it interesting because that's actually, you know, obviously the audience I want to reach people that have never done it before right. and that find it interesting and that I can make it accessible to them. Exactly. Um, so that's the, that'll be my goal. That, that, well, that wasn't my goal initially, but that'll be a reaffirmed goal in the stuff that I make next, post next, and the explanations that I uh, flesh out next. Um, yeah, it's been it's been positive, and uh, I think that uh, this is good stimulation for me. Hopefully, it's good stimulation for my current students, and yeah. hopefully, it's good stimulation for anybody that's just passing through and finds it interesting and tries it out. Which uh, it is. Target. Yeah, um, exactly. And not to sell you or anything like that. But you are always welcome to come and try. Anybody Yay! I know. Who knows what will happen once we're free. Hopefully everyone yeah. will be out trying new things all the time because we couldn't for so long. Okay, so how are you taking care of yourself now that you can't roll on the mat like you used to before? I know you said you're doing a lot of pull-ups. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that was the goal of mine I set when I started to get my act together as I wanted to get much better at pull-ups uh my girlfriend found a 35 pound kettlebell at a walmart nice. the other day she got that for me and that same day one of the kettlebells i ordered um came in and it's a 75 pounder so those have been keeping me stimulated finally um at least i have something to train like my legs and lower back with effectively yeah um and cleaned up my diet i've been you know i lost the quarantine weight that i gained at least so that's good <laughs> Uh, and just, uh, just trying to 
keep myself busy, keep myself in the mindset of ways that I can uh, still improve my business uh, coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can improve my business going into it. Um, so with that, how can we support you you and your business right now? Um, that's a good question. I, I, was, th- I was thinking about it. Um, and I guess, again, I'm going to return it with another question for you. Uh, but I'll prelude it with a, with a thought first. Um, since we don't know really how long this is going to last, I sort of had a fear that um, the market for future students would possibly be irreparably damaged mm-hmm. because the nature of our sport is we are right on top of each other you know right. if you didn't brush your teeth that morning i'm gonna know oh you know? gosh so like where there's no and i don't know how much this COVID 19 is going to affect the um um I guess the the outlook on close contact contact things. I don't know if people are going to, it's going to be stigmatized forever, like being in large groups of people, you know, being in rustling sports. So um, you're saying stuff. Yeah. So historically speaking, sports like wrestling and jujitsu have survived all of the pandemics before this one. So I think that it may take time for it to come back, but it's still going to be there. People still have the need and Um, but what I was planning on doing, uh, and I bounced this idea off of another gym owner friend. He's a strength coach, not mm-hmm. but he's, he uh, gave me this idea, and I think it's a good one. We'll see what you think. Um, is that uh, he wanted to provide some value for you know the money that's been given to him or offered offered to him. So he was thinking about um, selling a, just a deeply discounted uh, membership. Yeah. Paid in full, like three months, six months, or a year, and just to tide him over through the tough months. And I was going to flesh out the numbers today, and you know, post it or send an email, and also post it on uh, my social medias, and to see if you know that's that is a better. Um, that's, I think it's a better ask of my you know clients than just asking for loyalty, which is, yeah, that's, um, so I think that giving your, your clients the option is the best thing to do. You know, if they can continue to pay in full to support their local business, their local gym, then obviously like that's an option. Um, and in like exchange for that, you could do something, you could give them like online classes, you could do one-on-one stuff like virtually, I mean, you could come up with a creative way to make them feel like they're still getting value for that money spent month to month, or they could, you could just leave it at like, they're just supporting their local small business because they can, and this is a way they can contribute right now. Um, And then for the people that that's not an option for, obviously you would let them out of their month to month without penalty, which is great and really nice of you. And I think um, to get creative with a different solution, like, you were just saying like a, a lower payment, that would be great too. And you could offer something with that, you know, like virtual group training. Like there's no reason you guys couldn't all be rolling in your living rooms doing these exercises that you posted the other day, just in a Zoom call like this, you know. Obviously it's not the same experience, but I think a lot of sport activities are centered around community. And so still bringing that community together and still letting them know like, yeah, we're still here for you here's what we're offering. Like here are the options available. Here's how you can support us. 
here's how we're supporting you. Like, what else can we do together as a community? And I think um, the podcast I had earlier today was just, she was talking a lot about um, like focusing on the love and the community aspect of things and, you know, checking on your people and checking in. So for you, that would be, of course, like your other coaches at the gym and checking in with yourself, but then next checking in with your clientele and making sure that they're, they're being supported. And um, if you're offering this stuff on Instagram, which I think is great, you know, but that could maybe be for someone like me, who's like being introduced to it now because I have a little more time at home or trying to get more creative with my own workouts. But yeah, you could bring your community on virtually and just see what that looks like. And then they may not like it. I don't know. I think a large part of this is like experimenting immediately without making things look pretty and then seeing how your audience responds and like going back to what we were talking about earlier, remembering that they have built this relationship with you and jujitsu and they're committed to not losing that right now, whether it's continuing to support you financially or coming together as a community or practicing on their own or all three. Gotcha. All right. so I think that would be good and something fun. Who knows? People are just having to get creative. Yeah. Yeah. I just know that me personally, I've had a lot of opportunity to like dial into somebody else's free online class yeah. and I've chosen not to because right. it sounded like a lame idea to me, but maybe my people won't. Yeah. That. But did you pay those people before? No. No, but like it's all like you know high level people in my field, so stuff yeah. people that you know have expertise. But then at the end of the day, it'll just be me doing solo drills in my living room, which is, to me sounds like not that exciting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I'm I'm not everybody. Everybody isn't me, so I should be doing more of that and see if uh, that uh, gets some positive results and keeps my morale up with my mm -hmm. students. Yeah, I think you have some good options there. So how can people learn more about you and your business? Where they, where can they find out more? Uh, www.livingartbrazilianjujitsu.com. If you search uh, jujitsu in Willowbrook, I should be the first hit. Um, I have an Instagram page, Living Art Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I think it's just called Living Art BJJ. We have a Facebook, Living Art Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. happy to see all of you as soon as it's safe. Yeah, as soon as it's safe. And before then, online, we can do this together at home. So thank you so much for being here. No, thank you for having me. And good luck to you. Thank you. You too.